Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken, expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. Due to popularity, we have decided to release the whole of Chapter 2 of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness, The Uncreation of the Universe. This is Part 3. We hope you find it useful. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening By Russell A. Smith Chapter 2 The Uncreation of the Universe Part 3 Page 19 Cosmic Secrets This idea, forces united, then separated, can also be shown graphically. And here we have a diagram of the absolute with all forces at each point on all notes in an octave, and of the universe where the forces are separated to notes Do, La, and Fa. Our investigations into the changing of the law of three have proved to be most illuminating. We have already deduced A. The three forces were united and then B. They were separated. We have also unearthed, in the totality of the octave, C, the precise mathematical location of the three separated forces. Now, we will tackle the changing of the law of seven. We did such a good job on the changing of the law of three. Let's see if we can do likewise on the changing of the law of seven. As we want all our calculations to be whole numbers, we like whole numbers. We will start digging on the bottom of page 19 of Cosmic Secrets in the octave of 168. We put the octave of 168 in its musical home between Do 168 and Do 336. Its intervals are 21, 21, 14, 28, 28, 35, 21. Write those numbers in between the notes. This is the structure of the universe as we know it today. It is diatonic. It is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. It is Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, and Do. It is the slinky. It has harmonic stability. The changing of the law of seven. With this accomplished, 
we shall now embed our shovels in the changing of the law of seven. Note. A good place to start digging is in the octave of 168. And here, in Cosmic Secrets, we show a diagram of an octave of separated forces, even thirds, octave structure, diatonic. The structure is definable. It consists of eight diatonic vibrations and three separated forces. Note, the diatonic structure of the law of seven is in common alignment with the three separated forces. This is the present state of the universe. We can answer the question, why was the greater change in the law of the sacred Heptaparaparshanok? By deducing that a greater change in this law was required in order to achieve the present common alignment with all three separated forces. To answer our remaining questions, we must first discover what the structure of the Law of Seven was before it became aligned. Then, we put the separated forces in the octave of 168. The black arrows show where the forces live. Put a doe on top of the three black arrows that are above the Fa, La and Do for further emphasis. Each force is a Do. In addition to the Do at 336 and the Do at 168, there is a Do at 280 and a Do at 224. We separated the three forces and placed them there. Thus, we have three does. One is the twelve, three hundred and thirty-six. One is the ten, two hundred and eighty. And one is the eight, two hundred and twenty-four. Then, the top doe twelve, 336, halves to the bottom doe 6, 168. Since the top and bottom doe are technically the same doe, high C and middle C, we will focus on the top doe, the one at the 12 ratio. So, when we look at an octave, we should see three does. There is always a doe at the top doe. There is always a doe at la. And there is always a doe at fa. You get the model? The forces are at thirds. That is where they live. The forces are separated and now live at thirds. At doe, la and far. If the first act of creation was the separation of the three forces, 
What happened next? In order to answer that question, we will start with the model of creation proposed by physics. According to physicists, the universe began as a singularity, a point so small you could not see it. It was smaller than an atom, and all the matter of the universe was contained within that point. And, for whatever reason, it went bang. Particles of matter and antimatter spewed out. And then, there was a war. At the end of the war, matter won. With enough survivors to fill our universe with 200 billion galaxies. Each with 200 billion stars. The physical universe contains only 5% of the total matter in the universe. We will discuss the other 95%, dark energy and dark matter, in Chapter 7. But for now, let us focus on the physical matter, the 5% that we know about. Most of the physical universe is in the state of hydrogen. Hydrogen is the simplest, most abundant element in the universe. Hydrogen occupies about 73% of the physical universe. Helium, about 25%. And the other elements make up the other 2%. After the war between matter and antimatter, the universe started with basically two particles. What two particles did the universe start with? Well, we know what the physical universe looks like today. And as we said, most of the physical universe is in the state of hydrogen. OK, what is an atom of hydrogen made of? A proton and an electron. Bingo! A proton and an electron. Do you realise, since hydrogen contains only a proton and an electron, that most of the universe does not have a third force? There are just two forces out there? Most of the universe has only two forces. That is, everything in the universe can be traced back to two particles. The proton and the electron. You got that? Suns are made of mostly hydrogen. And hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. Aren't there three forces, though? Let's see. How shall we answer that? We are going to tell you the story of creation. It is a fascinating story. We will start a few nanoseconds after the Big Bang. 
and maybe during the story, you will understand why the Big Bang occurred. It all started 13.8 billion years ago. Get a big notepad. And from here to page 20 of Cosmic Secrets, try to draw the things that we explain, as we explain them. Like, put a dot on the page to show a singularity in a black hole. The neutron. The God particle. Use labels. Draw two lines curving up and out of the dot to show the two particles that spewed out of the neutron. The proton and the electron. Draw a line from the proton and the electron merging into a third point above to show how the neutron, the third force, was created in suns. Also, write in how long protons and neutrons live. Draw protons and neutrons sticking like velcroed guys, shells of elements forming around the sun, and how neutrons decay into protons, electrons, antineutrinos, etc. Are you ready? Creation in a nutshell. In the hot early universe, protons and neutrons were equally numerous, since the energy was high enough to freely exchange them back and forth into each other. Then, the temperature dropped below what was necessary to swap neutrons and protons back and forth into each other. And, as we will discuss shortly, the free neutrons began to decay. This continued until deuterium became stable. Two protons fused. One became a neutron, and together they became deuterium. Later on, two deuterium combined, creating helium and trace amounts of lithium, thus stopping free neutron decay and creating an early universe of 74% hydrogen and 26% helium. What happened then? Well, because of gravity, huge clouds of this hydrogen-helium mix began to gather. Then those clouds collapsed and made suns. Actually, supermassive black holes came first, but we will pick it up at the suns. These primordial suns contained protons, electrons and helium nuclei. That is, they did not contain atoms of hydrogen and helium. They contained plasma. Russell says, When I went to school, they told me that there were three states of matter. Solid, liquid and gas. But today, when kids go to school, they tell them 
that there are four states of matter. Solid, liquid, gas, and plasma. And that 98% of the physical universe is in the state of plasma. 98%! What the heck is plasma? Plasma is the state of matter wherein things are so hot and moving so fast that the protons in the nucleus cannot capture electrons and become nice stable atoms. Our sun is not made of atoms. It is made of plasma. Plasma consists of atomic nuclei as well as non-orbital electrons all rapidly zipping around. It is plasma. It is what is in a neon light and what is in a fluorescent lamp. It is just charged particles. There are no atoms in the sun. It is too violent there. We repeat, 98% of the physical universe is in the state of plasma. Out here, in the conditions in which we now live, men and women can get together and sometimes even get married. But let us imagine that all the men and women were moving at 7 million miles an hour. Do you think they would ever be able to get married? Someone would need to build an air-conditioned room, cool things off, and slow things down, until they slowed them down to, let's say, dancing speed. At dancing speed, the men and women should be able to grab onto each other, and at least start dancing. But... When things are moving very, very fast, there can be no dancing. Do you understand? It puts a whole new meaning on dancing, doesn't it? Now, back to hydrogen. Hydrogen has an atomic weight of 1.00794. Why? Well... Hydrogen contains one proton and one electron. And since protons weigh almost 2,000 times more than electrons, hydrogen's atomic weight is basically the weight of its proton. However, when we get to helium, helium has an atomic weight of 4.002602. What was the approximate weight of hydrogen? 1. And what is the approximate weight of helium? 4. Why? Well, helium contains two protons, two neutrons, and two electrons. Since the weight of a neutron is slightly greater than that of a proton, because neutrons are created when protons and electrons fuse, 
helium has the approximate atomic weight of four protons, which reflects the weight of its proton, proton, neutron, neutron, nucleus. Got it? Most of the universe is plasma. Most of the universe is just hydrogen. Most of the universe has an atomic weight of one. Most of the universe is just a bunch of protons and electrons zipping around in the state of plasma. That is the result of the Big Bang. Other than a few helium nuclei, we ended up with mostly protons and electrons in the state of plasma. But as suns grew and got bigger and bigger and bigger, additional neutrons began to be made. This happened because the protons in the center of the suns got squished. Just like if you laid on the floor and someone got on top of you and someone got on top of them and someone got on top of them, the force on you would get greater and greater and greater until you too got squished. That is what happens in the cause of suns. The weight of all the particles pushing down on the protons in the core, which would normally repel each other, causes them to collide and fuse. Scientists put it this way. Inside stars like the sun, the extreme temperature rips atoms into their components, protons, neutrons, and electrons. Under normal conditions, the mutual repulsion of individual protons ought to force them apart. However, quantum tunneling effects in the sun's core allow hot, high-speed protons to fuse into helium nuclei. This fusion reaction drives the sun's radiance. In the proton-proton fusion reaction, at first, two protons fuse. Usually, the pair immediately breaks apart. But, once in a while, one of the protons is transmuted into a neutron. The resulting proton-neutron pair is called deuterium, a type of hydrogen. Also, a positron and a neutrino are emitted. When the positron encounters its antiparticle, an electron, the pair annihilates to form a gamma ray. If a proton collides with a deuterium nucleus and fuses, it forms a helium-3 nucleus, two protons and a neutron, plus a gamma ray. Gamma rays eventually work their way up from the core of the sun and out into space in the form of sunlight. After which, two helium-3 nuclei collide 
creating helium-4, a helium nucleus, with two protons and two neutrons, plus two extra protons, which become liberated. There is another way to make neutrons. It is called electron capture. It happens when a proton and an electron collide and fuse, turning into a neutron and a neutrino. Okay, the universe eventually started to independently create neutrons, the third force. However, whenever a neutron is born, it creates a moment of unbelievable concern in the universe. That is, when a neutron is born, all the higher guys in the universe cringe. It is like you cannot even believe the terror that they must go through. Here is why. Protons are extremely stable guys. Scientists have figured out that protons live for one thousand 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 years. That is a one followed by thirty-three zeros. Wow! That is the life expectancy of a proton. Now, I do not think anybody sat around and actually hit their stopwatch and timed it. But they all agree. That is what it is. We repeat... Protons live for one thousand 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 years. That is one decillion years. Pretty stable guys. They're going to be around for an extremely long time. It is fortunate that most of the universe is made of hydrogen which in turn is made of protons and electrons, who also live as long as protons. Scientists actually think that electrons live a little bit longer than protons. But what is an extra zero or two when you already have 33? Both are pretty good guys to start the universe with. Wouldn't you agree? Start with those two guys protons and electrons. They will be around for a while. Okay. When there is proton-proton fusion or proton-electron capture, neutrons get created in the cores of suns. As we were saying, that is when the tragedy takes place. That is when our endlessness and every other higher being that has ever arisen, wonders if the neutron will make it. Why? Because a neutron by itself does not live long. Okay, I will tell you the length of the life of a neutron. Would you like to know? Are you ready? The life of a neutron is 15 minutes. You're in trouble, buddy. 
quick. Start dancing. Incredible, isn't it? No wonder there is an objective terror in the universe. A free neutron has been born. It has just 15 minutes to live. After which, it decays into a proton, an electron, and an antineutrino. Now you know why free neutrons began to decay at a faster rate than they were produced, and only became stable after they became deuterium. Fortunately, thereafter, the free neutrons that were born inside the cores of suns, where there are 27 billion trillion gazillion million protons, have a good chance to bond with a proton and become deuterium. Then, the neutron has the life expectancy of the proton because it got married and could finally dance. Deuterium, also called heavy hydrogen, is just a proton with a neutron stuck to it. A bound proton and neutron. Thus, suns started to make deuterium in their cores. Firstly, they made neutrons, which only had 15 minutes to live. Secondly, the neutrons got hitched to protons and became deuterium, after which there was a huge sigh of relief in the universe. Phew! Disaster avoided! That neutron is going to live way longer than just 15 minutes. It is going to enjoy the long life of the proton. Then, finally, we can start building the periodic table of elements. Isn't that fascinating? Who would have thought that a neutron would have a lifespan of only 15 minutes? Good thing God did not start the universe with neutrons. But maybe he did. Maybe that was what the singularity was. Maybe when all the forces were together in the center of the black hole, it was like a neutron. Maybe God is like a neutron. All forces in the same place. We know that protons and electrons combine in the universe and become neutrons, like in neutron stars. If they are massive enough, they become black holes. Perhaps that same process will work in reverse. If so, Creation went from a God particle, a neutron, all forces at the same place, to a universe of separated forces. That is, it went from a state of being one, the neutron, everybody together in the same place, to a state of being two, the proton and the electron, 
two stable particles that will independently exist for 10 to the 33 years and together can create the neutron, bond with it and give it dependent stability, thus allowing the God particle to also exist in the universe. That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, An Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high-quality 520-page hardback, and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening, that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free. Be awake. Be real. And realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under the dog teachings. And, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness, and the other is for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. See under Resources, Zoom Classes, for more details. All at thedogteachings.com that's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com. Goodbye. Until next time. <laughs>